Kia ora everyone and welcome to the Unable Seaman podcast, the podcast designed to take a light-hearted look at all things boating and fishing in New Zealand. My name's Jake Kerr, I'm your host and joining me once again is my first mate, best mate, Christian Jensen. How are you mate? Oh man, bloody good. Woo, talk about the technical difficulties and challenges we have had this evening. <laughs> We've spent 40 minutes trying to get back on online, haven't we? I told my missus, oh no, I said, I told my partner, I said, hey babe, I'm doing this little thing with Jake and uh, it'd be an hour. And she says, oh, it'd be an hour 10. I said, well, yeah, probably an hour and a half. And it's looking like it's going to be a bit longer. <laughs> so you've only got about 20 minutes left now. Yeah, so let's, let's crack into this. <laughs> I just, just want to say, uh, and I'm sure you'd agree with us, Christian, just a huge thank you to everyone that listened to our last podcast, and even more thank you to uh, those people who followed us uh, on Instagram, at Unable Seaman, and, uh, and gave us some feedback. It was really good, uh, the feedback, really positive, as well as some constructive stuff as well, which we're going to try and include. Um, we're obviously very new to this, uh, and we definitely need to invest in some technology. I know my microphone last time wasn't that flash. But we—it's still not that flash, to be honest. But we will get there. <laughs> anyway, bro, enough enough admin. Tell me, we're level one now, level one uh, alert level. Tell yep. me, what have you done since we've been to alert level one? That's boating and fishing related. Uh, I moved house and I managed to hook my boat up and tow it to the new house. Oh, well, that's that's uh, that's pretty depressing for the listeners. So I'll I'll jump in then. Well, bro, oh, I've yeah, done something I haven't done for a long time, <clears throat> which is surf casting. Now, I know you used to do a lot of surf really? casting. Yeah, man. I went to um, just a place north of Thames there with a couple of guys from school. I flicked this big, long, stupid rod into the, the sea with a bit of pilly that was about six months old. And I thought, we are going <laughs> to oh catch God. nothing. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The last time we did surf casting... I ended up eating the bait. <laughs> you did end up eating the bait. Yes, good memory. Yeah. Uh, and like, well, the fish certainly weren't going to eat it. <laughs> oh, man, we caught jack nothing that day. Yeah, well, we got a couple of gurnard, uh, a snapper. Actually. In fact, two snapper. Yeah, I mean, nothing to write home about, but a good feed. It was a beautiful evening. And for the end of May, you can't complain. Where was it again? Would you go? Just north of Coromandel, a place called Tidpuru, I think it is. Oh, cool, cool. Hey, well, mate, like you just drive there, few mates, few beers, hopefully a sober driver, definitely a sober driver. And um, yeah, sounds pretty cheap, good fun. Well, I, I don't mean to brag, bro, but that was only one of the missions I've been on. I've also been uh, back okay, up to the okay. Bay of Islands. I've, had the, yeah. I've taken the cover off the old bay liner. It was an absolute state. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the mould, the mould was everywhere. An alarming smell of petrol. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because you got that I'm tank. That's a bit of a. Pretty up. sure I warmed up the planet a couple of degrees when I fired it up. There was just a plume yeah. of smoke. Yeah. What? What's your outboard again? A nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Johnson Ocean Runner uh, one fifty. Great okay, engine. Which is a V V six two stroke, two point something liters of pure awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's two point seven liters of two stroke awesome. I don't think Greenpeace would have thought it was that awesome if they could have seen what I was doing. But got out there nonetheless and um, had a little little dabble just on the ledger rigs. Um, for those that are listening, I almost never use bait. I'm a huge fan oh. of uh, of jigs and uh, and what have you. And uh, I decided to use bait and ledger rigs. And do you know what? The, was it the right? problem with that sort of fishing is you just get nibble, 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 nibble. 
of every six inch snapper north of Wellington. And yep. it reminded me of why jig fishing is so much better. Mate, I love I love working metal way, but I love chasing fish with metal, different type of fish to snapper. Like I love just vertical jigging for dirty big kingies. Oh, like that trip That's out to, metal, um, to was it, what's that island out of Mana we went to that time? Yeah, well, we went to the um, Hunter's Bank off Kapiti Coast, North oh. Wellington. And that was a big donkey, eh? What that a day. A, yeah, we had a good day. And um, lucky someone else was out there because we uh, ran out of electricity oh, on right. our way back. <laughs> Eating my fist right now going, oh, man. <laughs> we Chelsea, incredibly lucky. You know, my partner, yeah. she was like, oh, have you checked the battery? Good enough fuel? Da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, yeah. really should have a Coast Guard membership. Oh, I'll get onto it. I'll get onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Still getting yeah. around to that. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Uh, if you're listening to New Zealand Coast Guard and you want to sign a couple of members up, uh, you know, get in contact really with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, the lawyer's yeah. bill for the house wasn't as much as I thought it was, so I've got to spare hundred. Well, well, I have actually joined, and I totally recommend for all those listening. Now, bro, this month's topic. Now, as we said, we're going to try to do monthly episodes. Now, we apologise. Right. This, this is on the try. Try, yeah. yeah. Apologies. Um, apologies to uh to everyone that we are a little bit behind on this one but as christian mentioned he moved house um obviously we've gone back to work now that we're at alert level one and a few things oh, have popped yeah. up. but we have got a action-packed show today we want to talk about voting post-covid now mm. the mm. the economy you only have to turn on the news for 10 seconds the economy's in the toilet everyone's getting mm -hmm. sick and mm -hmm. there's people marching through, all through america uh so you'd think there wouldn't be much good news. But we're choosing to look at it from a different angle. We think um, people need to appreciate what they have in terms of boats and well, looking yeah. after what you have. So mm -hmm. whilst new boat sales may uh, suffer, and I certainly hope they don't, and, um, and in wow. fact, I'll just jump in here. Yeah. One thing I heard on the radio is that the government's looking at doing a GST holiday, which would be fantastic. Uh, is one really? of these things to get the economy going again. They would do so a GST holiday. 15% off, every, oh, off everything. Hold, hold no, sorry, not holiday. I, oh, no, no, sorry, not holiday. Let me rephrase that. GST wiped for, like, you would buy Six something. Six months, a year or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So you'd go out, buy a new car, buy a new boat, and have 15% off, essentially. So it could be a time, a really good time. Almost sounds like a brisker sale. Bro, I mean, so, so I mean, that, that's, that is just one of the ideas, so we, we shouldn't too much but what we do Cindy, tend to Cindy, see auntie cindy i would really approve of that because i'd love a new four-stroke merc on the back of mine or yamaha yamaha if you're out there and you want to give me a new outboard on a 20 inch shaft by the way yeah we're talking about the boat, boat i assume sorry yeah. sorry yeah yeah, yeah. 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 sorry sorry anyway but that would that would be really good eh? but what we do see in these times is people uh put money into their boats. So they go, no, I'm not yep. going to upgrade and I'm going to put money into my boat trailer, my engine, yep. um, and give it a refurb. And we're going to talk about that very shortly. Um, but I do want to talk about a couple of new boats and a couple of topics before we get there. Bro, okay, if you're listening, get on yes. the uh, get on the Instagram at Unable Seaman and take a look at this. The Riviera 505 SUV. Brand new model from Riviera. Oh right. my goody! Get on! I'm going to get onto it. I'm going to get onto it right now. Now we talked now, about Dicky 
last time and Dickie was our favorite boat. And, it was, and one piece of feedback we got was that uh, people didn't know what Dickie boats were and they, what? I've, I had three or four people actually say, they looked it up and was like, oh my God, that is now my new favorite boat. So awesome. And, uh, and Dickie, if you're listening, that's four people, four potential customers. So, uh, you know, if you want my yeah. bank account details or, uh, you know, what are you going to take a 5% cut? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'll yeah, take that not? GST. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Have a look at that Riviera Fire by Five boat. What do you think? Tell me. Well, first impressions. Um, sorry, now remember new house. I'm having to hotspot from my phone. So, um, yeah, they say my internet's connected, but I haven't got that funny little box that you need to connect. So, uh, just give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, while you're looking, I'll I'll fill in. This is the best looking SUV out on the market. Now, why do you call it an SUV? Because that's the the design of it's called it's called an SUV. Otherwise, what, it'd be a fly. Riviera very well known for sports utility vehicles. What it's called in the in, oh. the, um, in, in the car world. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what it means in the boating world. But anyway, I digress. This is Can such you, a good looking. Oh. Okay, yeah, I, I agree that it's good looking. But have you ever heard of a good looking SUV? Like you think of the Bentley and you go, Bleh. you know that Bentley thing, and then you think oh. of the other SUVs like the. The uh, Holden Captiva. Mm, let's take my mum around driving. But they could have used a better name, like SUV. This is a, this is a sexual beast of the water. This is maybe beautiful. it stands for sexual undercarriage vehicle. Yep, maybe. maybe. No, no, I, I, mean, I, I doubt it. And if Riviera, if you're listening, I, I, if you want that name, yeah, you, please, you're sorry, welcome to it. Yeah, but you're welcome to it. If, if we stick with the boats for a minute, bro. Right? Um, oh, it's beautiful. Saying, Don't get me wrong. You know, is, you know. As much as anyone else here, I love a boarding platform. That one on the back, you know, you step down into the water. Mm, it's got it. Beautiful. Lovely indoor outdoor flow. One little black mark for me, mate, is uh, IPS white drive. Oh, white seat. Okay, we'll come back to the white seats. But IPS drive. Uh, I've had someone from Riviera tell me that stands for instant pieces of shit. Um, oh, <laughs> now they had a hundred percent fail rate uh, in New Zealand. Apparently, okay, this is just what someone told me. Uh, off the off the record, um, and so they're all IPS. Might you been, can only get an IPS. Oh yeah, I, I believe right. so on this model. Now I do want to just preface that by saying that was an early IPS. I'm sure, like any piece of technology, they had their their issues, and um, and I'm sure they're fine now. It was something to do with I don't want to call it the wearing, but it was something around there that pod, you know, because they're full 360 degree turning pods, right? Oh, crazy! The technology that goes into them is pretty awesome. Oh, you incredible can, like, technology! You can well if you tell us a bit, because you, you'd know a bit more about it than me. But what are the things you can do with these IPS things? Because it's not just a normal propeller that drives you forwards and you put it in reverse and it moves you backwards, you know, with a rudder or whatever. It actually there's two motors and they can work separately to like move the boat sideways, like with a joystick and like dock sideways and backwards and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. They're, they make, um, you know, what's this, a 50-foot boat, and, and they go up to about 70-foot. In fact, cruise ships have them. So um, oh, well. it's, it's a technology that's been used in all sorts of boating um, boating areas, and it makes it the move, you know, uh, maneuverability. God, that was hard to get out. The maneuverability. Uh, yeah, fantastic. he's not an English teacher. 
No, I'm not an English teacher. No. You're a PE teacher, clearly. Yeah, I'm a PE teacher. So, and, it's, and it's well past my bedtime, so I'm struggling. But I really like this boat. Good layout. And what I like about this boat, um, bro, is that I think it's a boat that will sell well in New Zealand. I well, think. Okay. okay, in all fairness, relative to what? Like, it looks like it's worth a million bucks. Oh, it's worth... Uh, yeah, it's worth a little bit more than that, actually. Uh, oh, two point packages from two point oh seven five. So, from, so you get a base model it's from two million, um, two million bucks. Wow. Yeah, but but don't think of it as a boat. Think of this as an apartment. Think of this as a batch. Yeah. And yep. And yep. it has everything a batch would have. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I and you know, no, you don't. You you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, yeah. um. And I don't want to labour away out too much because we've got plenty of more news to talk about. But I think that is a really cool boat. Well done, Riviera. Congratulations on that model. Um, yep. And I think, I think it's a yep. good size. And $2 million, it's a bargain. Not 15% off that when Cindy gives us a tax back. And I'll have two. Thank you very much. So you're going to have basically 300000 off it. Yeah. Is that yep. right? 15%? Yeah, it is. That's eh? quite yep. a bit. It is. It is. This is, this is actually not good because I'm an engineer. You're a... And not a maths teacher, and we both suck at this. But anyway, you yeah. make a saving. Yeah, you make some money. Now, the other piece of news I want to talk yes. about, and I think this is a fascinating review uh, okay. in the latest boating, uh, boating news, boating magazine, and it's yeah, the new me. Extreme Nine One Five. This is interesting. Nine One Five. Now, in our last podcast, our listeners will will remember I was a little bit critical of Extreme. And yes, you are. some of my criticisms still stand. I do. I think the ride, certainly in the ones I've been in, and I, I, I must admit, I don't have a well-documented experience, but I have been in a couple, and I can tell you they, they bang and crash. And it's because they have that big, full-bodied bow, uh, which gives them heaps of room inside, um, that it just, yeah. Uh, and people are going to be yelling at their, at their radios going, I've been in them and they're fine, but I, I don't know. Maybe I had a bad well, one. Well, you got to remember, yeah. people out there, people out there, you got to remember, Jake is comparing these these extremes to a very well-proven sea boat known as a 1989 Bayliner Capri. Is that right, Capri? <laughs> yeah, thank you for um, taking away all my credibility in the maritime world. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this review, what interests me about this is they in this new size they've released uh, it's a 915 it's a nine meters they've released yep. your standard hardtop the game king yep. and the walk around yep. Yep. which which mm -hmm. isn't a new concept they've done walkarounds before the interesting mm -hmm. thing about this article is the engine comparison on the mm -hmm. hardtop they've got mm -hmm. a uh, 425 v8 yamaha oh single single i know well Hold that in, mate, because on the other boat, they've got twin 200 um, four cylinders. Huh. Two, oh, so the, yeah, the Yemi, the, the ultralight the Yemi. Yeah, yeah, the ultralight Yemi. Yeah. So obviously 400 horsepower there. Now, okay. uh, I know this is an area you, you love to 400. talk about. Yeah. Single versus twin. Tell me your pros and cons, mate. Go. Oh, man. Okay, so it's a, it's a toughie because I've been a single man all my life because I can't afford to. 
basically. Uh, you're talking about engines or? Engines, you, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't, engines. You don't even bring your dating life into this, mate. But yeah, 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 okay, yeah. But, you know, you know as much as I know that Australians love them and South Africans love them. And if we're talking about who we hang out with most when we go overseas, Aussies and, and um, the old, the Bockies. Well, South, South Africans have to have them by law to go a certain distance offshore. I believe. Eh? Yeah, and you know, Aussies love them and they swear by them. They say, oh, manoeuvrability and all that crap, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sort of tempted because, again, you can, you can do cool things because you can control um, the two individual motors in the back separately. You can manoeuvre the boat in a way that you can't with a single motor. Yeah. So in a crosswind or something, you can control it and swing it into a dock if you're docking or on and off your boat ramp, on and off your trailer really, really, really well. But another cool feature that a lot of the modern ones are doing is that eye hold, or basically a GPS spot hold feature. So instead of having a single motor and then having a Minn Kota or some electric motor on the front that holds you over your deep pinnacle when you're fishing for hard poker in 200 meters of water or jigging or whatever, you can use this, the motors with a GPS unit to automatically hold you in a spot. And also um, orientate the boat in a certain way. And uh, some of them have remotes and everything, so they're pretty cool. That and you is, couldn't yeah, do that with a, with a single motor. But um, I haven't had a read, read through this review. What does it say about them? Well, well, as you said, I'm not a math teacher, but I'm going to throw some numbers at you, okay? And, and this, this, oh, okay. Get a load of this because it's it's very interesting reading, I believe. The 425 V8, okay? 450 yep. kilos. 450, yep. So one motor, 450 kilos. Yep, versus the two 200s at yep. two, two, uh, 220 kilos each. So basically the same. Basically the same. 240 kilos versus 250, yep. yep. At 3,700 RPM, the mm -hmm. single engine's using 45 litres per hour. Mm -hmm. Same speed, same RPM, mm -hmm. 50 litres an hour for the twins. So five litres more per hour yeah. for the twins, yep. Yeah. Now, I yep. also did some research, uncharacteristically of me, and looked up a boat <laughs> called Mid Midnight Express, an older an older boat. Um, it's also a 950 Game King, fitted with yeah. a TDI Volkswagen. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's the 260 horsepower V6, the same engine that's found in many Volkswagens and Audi uh, cars, and, and it's obviously been marinized. Um, and it's diesel or petrol? Diesel, diesel. Okay, at uh, it, it does 54 litres an hour at 38 knots. Uh, oh, sorry, okay, okay. So, so, scrub that. It okay. does 50, sorry. Okay, I'll start again. The okay. TDI Volkswagen diesel, okay, 38 yeah. knots, yeah, 54 litres an hour, okay. Huh. So we're comparing board, 54 board yeah. at the same speed as 61 yeah. litres an hour. 54 so versus 61. Ballpark the same. So forget single versus twin outboard. Why would you mm -hmm. even go outboard at all when a diesel can produce those sorts of numbers? Because uh, they're like $20,000 more. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But what scenario would you be using a diesel over an outboard? Oh, if I was doing big long trips, okay, taking my lovely partner and I was taking on a beautiful overnight mission out to do some serious hard book of fishing or jigging or something, but she probably wouldn't want to borrow that. So we'd probably go to like, you know, the island, 
Kapere, or if we're up in the Bay of Islands or Coromandel, cruising around Urupuka Puka and all that sort of stuff, and having tea and motoring around. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to yeah. throw a third scenario, in fact, a fourth scenario at you then. Oh my gosh, I can't okay. take this, there's so many. <laughs> a boat called Exshore. Now, again, listeners, if you want to have a look at this boat, this is incredible. At Remember the feedback last time was when you put all these boats. You will put them on. Okay, 100% will put them on. At Unable Seaman on Instagram. uh, Boom. To Exshore. A fully electric boat. Now have a look at that, bro. I sent you the link. That was amazing. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's jump into this thing. Okay. Uh, Okay, yes, yes, yes. It looks interesting. Like Interesting. It looks amazing. It is very scandinavian it's wooden it's very very wooden um it's 100% electric so so just for listen, really? it's, a, it's a center console 100 percent electric yeah uh, so it's you it's, it's a even plug, got it's wooden a seats yeah it's even got wooden it's got these it looks like the guy's been to ikea to build this well at the yeah i mean yeah the ikea the ikea is, is a good um good thing it has got that look about it but and what's this little brings... pole in the front? It's got a little like, like a not a mermaid, but a snake hanging off the front on a stick. Oh, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something for the charger. But but coming back to, I think this makes sense. I don't think electric cars make sense because if I have to drive to Christchurch, yep. Okay, I have to stop. You know, for forty-five minute charge stations. I don't know they're getting better, and I know you can do this. The quick charge. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, a boat makes sense because Why? you only because you use your boat for for a day boat. I'm talking about here. Mo- okay, tra- most a six meter. Sorry, a six meter trailer boat going out for the day. Yeah. You charge yeah. it up the yeah. night before. You've got mm-hmm. um, I don't know five or six hours of battery run time. You go out yep. to your picnic. You do some fishing. You have a water ski. You come back. You charge it back on. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, okay. yeah they got man they got weird names like earlord or Elord. oh look and and, and lx yeah this and is this LX. is an interesting interesting and electrics they man they like how do you describe these ikea mushed with plywood tan but <laughs> um 149,000 now that's a euro is it i believe I so yeah. This is for the base model, 145, 49, so 150,000 euros for a six meter boat, 5.8 meters. Going to go discover and buy. I'm I mean, that's a lot of, it's a lot of petrol. It's a lot of petrol to make it even, doesn't it? Charge, six hours. Top speed, 40 knots. Oh, 17 nautical mile range. Yeah, that's actually kind of respectable, isn't it? So tell me the problem here. I can't, I can't see one. Well, uh, uh, charge six, does that mean it charges in six hours or does that mean it? Well, that's pretty cool, eh? I read that as it lasted six hours, but you could be wrong. Well, I'm going to read that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you could take battery packs out with you, I assume, and and if you want to charge it while you're anchored somewhere and then continue on if you wanted to go further. But I think for most people... In terms of nerdiness, it's got a 225 kilowatt engine, which is massive. It's got two 60-watt-hour water-cooled lithium-ion batteries, so 120 kilowatt hours. So, okay, so it's got massive batteries. I imagine, I imagine that'll last a while. It's even got a bow thruster, man. It's got a bow thruster on an eight-meter boat. 
How wicked is that? Right. The batteries are down low. This is kind of cool. Kind of cool, yeah. If I won Lotto, I would buy one of these. Just yeah. just to, to have a go with the technology. I think it makes sense. I think boating... You're right, too. And it lasts six hours. Yeah, six hours. Cool. Okay, it does. Oh, sweet. Oh, I, thought it, I thought I'd read that right. Now, for most day boaters in New Zealand, that's going to work, isn't it? You go out for a morning's fishing, you go out for a wakeboard, you go somewhere and drop the anchor and have a have a picnic or something. And if you could put solar on it, that it charges. Yeah, man, I think this is the future. I mean, we're talking about single versus twin outboards, and um, diesel, and, and, and look, um, there is a lot of water to go under the bridge before we move into electric boats. But if that's the future, I am excited about it. And we're talking about okay, life so, after COVID, and yep. um, and well, yeah, man, innovation. Well, and there it is. Talking about life after COVID. You know, one thing I really enjoyed, because we used to live in Wadestown, you know, renting up there, uh, sort of close to the motorway, it was quiet. There were no cars in the motorway. The ocean was calm and quiet. And we even had dolphins in the harbour. And they're saying that some of the reasons why we had dolphins in the harbour, because was there, there was no boat noise. So yeah. if, we, if we had electric motors, there'd be way less boat noise. Sure, there'd be the, the sound of the propellers spinning, but there'd be no exhaust sound, which is massive. That's, that's real cool. Yeah, no, I th- I, that's I mean, that's the future. Now, I also want to talk about another thing in the future. Now, um, I listen to a, a podcast called Seen Through Glass. It talks about cars. And really good podcast. I fully recommend it for our listeners. Um, it's Seen mm-hmm, Through Glass, mm-hmm. if you didn't catch that the first time. And they spoke about where the car industry is going. And Audi are changing mm-hmm. the way they sell cars. Instead of, so you go and buy an RS6, for example. Mm-hmm. And you can spec it up with all these extra things, you know, extra sound system, extra, you know, heating, heated seats, heated, whatever. What they're thinking of doing instead is a subscription model. So all the cars will be built to a similar spec, <clears throat> built fully spec'd, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you subscribe by a monthly payment or yearly payment or whatever to get features unlocked. So you want, um, sat nav, you pay ten dollars a year or, or whatever, and that's unlocked. That feature's unlocked. Heated seats, that feature's unlocked. So hold up, so hold up. So I can, if in summer, I don't have to pay to have my heated seats. Potentially not. No, no. That's quite I mean, cool. I, 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 pay, I don't. Yeah. Like use a pay sort of thing. That's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't know the all the ins and outs of it. It's just it's it's there, you know. They're, direction for their business and it's something they're thinking of doing so instead of having all these trim levels you have a car and you pay for what you want similar to like you pay for spotify or or anything else and it got me thinking how could that apply in the boating world and my answer to that is outboards mm-hmm. no one has 30 40 50 even more thousand dollars for an outboard i certainly don't and mm-hmm. maybe some people do and if they if they are, well, good on them. What if you could... <laughs> Tell us what they're doing so we can learn. <laughs> what if you could pay a subscription fee, $1,000, 1500 a year, mm-hmm. and you've got an outboard, similar to like you'd lease a car or something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those outboards, or that outboard outboards are on your boat, mm-hmm. um, servicing's covered and, and everything, and every five years they rotate them out. And you pay your money. And I don't know what the the pricing would be. Maybe it's a bit more expensive. Well, the cool thing is you get modern motors. So, A, better for environment. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, good thing for the environment. 
and imagine that with electric motors, you know, because all of a sudden there'd be a bigger turnover of motors and would be surely sooner there'll be electric motors on the market and there'll be electric motors shortly in the second hand market. It'll, it'll, you know, all trickles down. That's real cool. Yeah. Real cool. So, so that, I mean, I just thought that was an interesting way where the automotive industry is going and it'd be really cool if the uh, marine industry could follow suit in some way. And you could do the same with electronics or, or, uh, or anything. I mean, you could even do the same with the whole boat in some cases. Although mm. I mm. think boats are more personal than cars. Um, I mean, you and I are both car people as yeah, well. And, and I, I mean, so, we love to personalise them, but a boat is like next level, isn't it? Yeah, so I think you're right. So back in, you know, do you remember Pimp My Ride and all that? Where yeah. people were personalising their car? We're they definitely put, moving away from that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, you know, you're not, we're not putting a spar pool and a 30-inch TV in, in the headrest of the, the car <laughs> anymore, you know? It's and just the, the means. Guard, to, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like, we just look at the car and go, it's the way to get from A to B. And I, I, I shouldn't be saying I love cars. Yeah. But I think that's what's happening with cars these days. Boats, though, or you'd be hard pushed to say, oh, it's just a boat. It's just getting me from A to B because it must be a time. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree totally. Now, moving on, but, bro, we've sort of spoken about, yeah, keep going. about, about the, the future and, and there's some cool new products out there. But we wanted to talk about uh, appreciating what you have and looking after yes. what you've already, you've already got. Oh, no. Now, both of us have, have done up boats. Um, yes. And, uh, Many times. Oh, yeah. what are the things we've learned? Well, bro, yeah, tell me, tell the listeners um, a little bit about your experience doing it. Oh, uh, do you mean Radicat? Yeah, I think, well, you've, I mean, you've had a couple of, so run us through very quickly your boating history and, and what you've done. Oh, man. Time. So, Okay, yep. So I purchased a, I used to be a, a sailor. So I had a little sailing dinghy um, and got a, a little um, phase two, which is like a two man laser. It has, has a mast and a mainsail and a jib, and you take you, know, you and your mate out and go for a sail. So did that one, stripped it back and did it up, painted it, you know, you do, and then moved on to the bigger, faster one, a javelin with a big prod, and you hang it off the side, connected to the mast by a wire. That was pretty wicked. and. I was forever fixing that and strip that back and sand it and repaint it in cool new colours and then you'd race it for a weekend and hit another boat and fix it and da da da. So and then shortly got out of sailing and then um, you'll probably remember Steve. Of course I remember Steve. Who could forget Steve? <laughs> to fill our listeners in, Steve was a bright yellow. Um, yeah, bright yellow. What four meter de Havilland? We'll put, we'll, we'll, put yeah, a picture, we'll, we'll put a picture up at Unable Seaman. Check it out. Yeah, we will. Um, yep. Yep. Steve, Steve. Steve had a personality. And how was? And what was the? What was the lettering <laughs> on the side? It was insulation tape, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like insulation tape. Yeah, like like tape, like sellotape to yeah. make the name. <laughs> so, so that was your first, your first sort of proper boat. Although There's, there was a cool, there was a cool. Yeah, the wind. I forget about that. So yeah, yeah, Steve was my first power boat, twenty horsepower Honda. We did like some wicked trips on that thing, eh? Yeah. We now, bought some good fish too. Tell the listeners about your painting experience and why <laughs> you should let the paint cure. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just spent all this time stripping the boat back, putting on this nasty undercoat that you, you shouldn't put on privately in the garage. Um, you definitely need ventilation for that. And then finally put on three coats of a beautiful 
high gloss enamel that I got. It's a marine based one and I got it from Altex Paints. And um, I left it to dry for about three days, but it was a bit damp in those three days, you know, like the weather was a bit damp. So I don't think it set. <laughs> then my, on my first outing, we went over the bar and the whole bottom, a sheet of yellow paint just stripped off the bottom of the boat. And just was, <laughs> I looked behind me and I was like, ah, tits. <laughs> oh, yeah, hard work on, like a bit oh, of work. <laughs> I was, oh man, I was devastated, eh? Like far out. I'm trying not to swear right now because I can still look back and go, I know how I felt about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so moving on to to uh, Radicat, which was your next boat. You had a lot of fun and Steve, but but um, being at only four meters, he had to go, so you could move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Well, Tell us about Radicat. Chelsea said to me. Yeah. Well, Chelsea said actually, you know, going back and Steve, and Steve was a boat that you wore your snorkel and your mask when you came back in rough weather because you got soaked. <laughs> and so she uh, there, was, at, there was a bucket incident too where yeah, we didn't have any seats. So I sat <laughs> on a uh, an upturned bucket in a pair of those satin boxes that were very popular at the time. Uh, oh, you had shorts and, let's just clarify, you had shorts and the satin boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but quite thin. Anyway, we came off a wave and my weight cracked Bang. the bucket. But and split it. But then as we came back up, the split in the bucket closed. Unfortunately, some of my testicle oh. was dangling in that particular gap. And um, I'm still not That's sure it. if I can have, have children as a result of, of that uh, particular incident. So I do Steve, Steve had to go stop, after stop, that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, I do not recommend to anyone buy a boat unseen. And I definitely do not recommend to anyone buy a boat unseen and get your mate or this guy that I'm talking to right now to check it out. Because what happened, Jake? <laughs> Christian said do to I... me, go check out this boat in Auckland. And I, and I, I mean, and, hey, and you put me... you go. In all fairness, in all fairness, I said, bro, I'm not going to hold you against it. I just need you to run your, your very careful, well-educated eye over this boat and does it look like a good deal? Okay, so it was a, let's, let's put it in perspective. It was a six-meter boat, huge, huge, huge space, a Yamaha 140, two-stroke on the back. It was, a, you know, a 1992 one or 91 or something, and pretty good nick. And they only wanted five grand for it on a trailer, eh? With a, well, yeah, 140 on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, what, and it, it had just been done up. It had just been done up. Yeah. That was the well, amazing they wanted, thing. They needed carpet, but otherwise it was good. So, so I went along, and I obviously remembered the the testicle incident and wanted to pay him back and go and buy it. No, no, look, I, I, as I said, it had just been done up by this guy and I thought, well, this, all the hard work's done. The engine yep. had just had a service. The trailer looked yep. right. I said, yep. mate, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like the trailer did look good, eh? Everything looked mint. And so maiden voyage, uh, middle of June, decided to go to Derville Island. For a... Well, hold up, let's go back a step. How awesome was your girlfriend when you said, hey, babe, because you not only you'd not only gone from Hamilton up to Auckland, checked it out for me, and then did you pick take it on the spot then? Or I did. did you got the, yeah, no. took it on the spot. Okay, so we transferred the money. You brought it back to Hamilton. You stored it for me because at this stage I was in Christchurch studying, just That's finishing right. my my degree. How many people are finishing their degree by a boat? Well, I mean, I you know, anyway, nutters like us. Got old course related costs. <laughs> yeah, and then that, that's how mad game we are, right? And then, and then you said you said to Karina, you're like, hey, um, I want to take you on a date. 
I want to take you on a date to Wellington. Little did she know you had hooked on this boat and you'd towed it all the way. <laughs> Hamilton to Wellington. <laughs> what a good mate. I did. What a good I did. mate. Anyway, she got, you know, she got a few things out of it. Yeah, yeah, what? Well, and then you turned yeah. around and went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a night in a cheap hotel out of it. That's what she got. I, I, I hope I paid for that because you, no. what a reason. <laughs> But anyway, then, so we, 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 yeah, sorry, you go, mate. Tell, tell us about the maiden voyage and... Um... Oh, yeah, well, I said to the guy on the phone, that the guy I bought it off, I said, he's, we're talking about what are you going to do with it now? And I said, oh, I'm going to take it on a fishing trip. He goes, where? I said, we're going to go to Derby Island. He goes, oh, that's a bit big, the first trip, isn't it? And, in have June. Taken that. In June, winter, yeah. Should have taken that as the warning, eh? Mm-hmm. He wasn't confident in the boat, and we were overly confident as the new owner. And... So... And neither were we that confident when we started coming back from Durban. So we had a great day fishing out. And, and it was no, a no. good... Even before that, bro, do you remember how the to- the trailer came off the back of the truck? Oh, Jesus, that's right. Yeah. The coupling up... came off. Yeah. yeah so the, the boat, trailer sucked. Boat damn near overtook us on the highway. That's then, no good. <laughs> oh, that was scary. Then we were fishing in Durban and we came back. And I was... Mm. We were driving along. I can't remember who was driving. But we were looking back, watching the floor flex independently yep. of the oh, rest of the boat. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the boat would hit a wave and the floor would sort of contort in different ways. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we realised then that maybe this guy doing up the boat possibly didn't know what he was doing. Oh, yeah. So then we got it home, eh? It's a very, very interesting trip home, a long trip home from Nelson to Christchurch. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, man, that's a, that's a podcast in its own right, eh? That mission. Yeah, yeah. That was we'll, a good We'll say that mission, mission for another time. But tell yeah, us yeah. what happened. You chopped you chop the site holes in. And... So basically, I, got, I cut some holes in the floor and I couldn't see anything wrong. So I got a router and I just whipped the whole floor out. And it had no strength in it. It had no stringers. Like, think like, like framing under the boat. It just was missing everything. This boat. That's just... why it was $5,000, we started to realise. Yeah, and that's where it dawned on me like how big this mission was going to be. It was going to be a big, big renovation mission. Do I just sell it and just cut my losses, or do I sink some cash into it and do it right? And I chose to the to the new owner of the boat because I've since sold it. I did it right, didn't I, bro? You've seen the photos. You did. You Holy did a bloody stuff. good job, including taking the 140 off, which um, decided to stop going into reverse. And yeah, put a two two five on, which oh, someone obviously. Oh, 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 I think oh, oh. I think the guy needed to get rid of it and gave you a deal on it. Well, thing, mate, and what did that do? Like nearly a hundred k an hour in water after that, eh? Honestly, it was like falling off a cliff. It just it was moved. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, but brilliant! It was brilliant. So, oh, so I guess I guess bringing it back to our listeners, um, you know, there are some cheap boats out there, and there are and. You know, there are some good deals out there too, man. And $5,000 for that boat, it still was a lot of boat. However, yeah, and like I spent, what did I spend on? I don't know. Like, I'm not, I tell Chuck it cost me three grand to do up. It probably cost me 10 grand to do up. Yeah. Like, so five grand for the boat, 10 grand, because that included like all the epoxies and the timber and the carpet. And then the motor, because that cost me three and a half. So it's about, it about just under 10 grand to do up. But then I had a boat that was. As men. You know, at 15, yeah, 15 grand, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, a lot and, of boat, eh? And, and you learned a lot along the way. I mean, you were doing it oh. on a on a carport, not even a carport, like a little half garage thing in Christchurch yeah. in the middle of winter, yep. working yep. 
you know, endless hours. So Oh, man. I remember I'd finish work, I'd race home, and then I'd just crack into it till about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I did that every night for like six months. But you got a mean boat out of it. And I guess if, if, we, if we bring that back, you know, and you do want to get into boating and, and or you want to get a bigger boat, you know, that, that was a big boat at six metres. Massive. Like you're prepared Massive to buy boat. something that needs a little bit of work. Um, I mean, that was a pretty major job. That was major. And also, I had, a, I had a really stupidly tight time frame of trying to get it going. I wanted to get going again for the next summer. Yeah. I, yeah. If I was to do it again, I'd just spread it out at two years or a year and a half or something, or a year yeah. even. Yeah. But no, what I mean, about the, the cool things we learned, though, along the way? Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't told my, my story yet. So I've, as Christian continuously <laughs> reminds us, I've got a Bayliner uh, 1988, which uh, I actually inherited. Uh, inherited? Yeah, 19. You have to put up the photo of you when you were like two years old in it, yeah. and then you now. That's yeah, a cool well, that's photo. what I was about to say. So I turned 30 the other day, and mum put up a really cool photo of me as a baby in that boat because they got it uh, when it was a year old. So I've spent my whole childhood in that boat, and I fell in love with boats being in that boat and the experiences I had. So when it was time, me to take it on um i mean you know my dad christian how would you sum up his uh maintenance schedule and looking after things well you buy it and then you use it and then you pass it on to your son <laughs> uh, that's, and that's after 20 years of use <laughs> yeah flog the shit out of it <laughs> never get it serviced <laughs> and then oh, drop it off why, the trailer a few times yeah, yeah. And then you wonder why it's buggered and give it to someone else so anyway, so that's essentially what I inherited. I had an old force engine, which was a... 125. A 125 force, which is a budget oh. Mercury. It's a Chrysler oh. engine. And I is it? Oh, think, sh it was shit. I think the engine mounts were made out of... You know those drinks, those Alka-Seltzer drinks, or you put the tablet in and it just fizzes away until it's nothing? You know, like a yeah. Barocca or something? Well, um, you know, even worse. No, I was going to say it wasn't wasn't made of that. You know how you get those um, those K bars and you leave yeah, them in the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, that was what my engine mounts were made out of. And uh, yeah, no I mean, the last time I took it out, I had a, a light fire on board. Anyway, got it repowered. A small fire. Guy said he, he didn't even undo the engine bolt. He just gave it a shake, and the whole thing fell off. It was one slightly medium-sized wave away from bloody falling off and anyway, the number that was... of times we went boating a eh? and i'd say jake don't turn the motor off and you turn it off and we would have to drift home yeah when we got towed numerous times i think it got towed more behind a boat than it did um on the trailer actually <laughs> anyway so i was uh, i was working for tristram at the time tristram boats and i was very lucky unlike christian i wasn't working in a car port i was working in a um, state-of-the-art factory. So yeah, my lucky. mate Tim, um, on, and we must get on the podcast one day, he's a bloody good guy. He uh, he was the brains and I was the brawn. And he you told weren't me even the brawn, no, bro. I, mean, I was just I was just a sad, pathetic <laughs> owner, hoping that at the end of it, there would be something that would float it. And we took to it with a grinder and chopped everything out. The floor was toast. Like the expanding yep. foam stuff, all the, all the buoyancy was wet. Yeah, so that out. In fact, it was adding weight instead of uh, providing buoyancy. That went out. Um, just totally redid it and, and put a whole lot of strength. The other thing with those bay liners is they're what's called a shoebox joint. So you have the hull and the 
deck comes down alongside, like a, like a top of a shoebox, like a little bit of a shoebox. And it was riveted, pot riveted together. Now, of course, yeah. what happens to aluminium pot rivets over uh, 20 years, bro? Can you fill the this list of you, that that? you get that great analogy you were saying before about you put your Barocca in a cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they crap out. So the deck and hull were independent of each other. Um, to the and you were wondering you, why when you'd motor along, why you're getting weird, Dave. There was water coming. I could never figure out where the leak was. Well, anyway, it was because the thing was falling apart. So anyway, fiberglass it all together, recarpeted it, new wiring, yep. um, and I have a boat that I'm really proud of today and, and still needs work. It's a, it's a never-ending project. But well, I, guess, I, I guess if I had some feedback for, for the listeners, it's, it's a couple of things. It's, um, Advice? Yeah, yeah, of advice is a better word, is know what your strengths are and know what you're willing to spend. So, for example, I am hopeless at electrics. So I managed to buy a pre-made loom. Um, luckily, got I, I call you bluff there. You called me up and you said, bro, can you come for a wakeboard mission with me? We've just got to plug in a few things. <laughs> and I said, yes. And I turned up. And you made me wire up your battery <laughs> and your sound system. So there's nothing pre-made there. Except <laughs> you just preempted me turning up. Okay, that bit wasn't pre-made, but the actual loom itself was. I mean, that thing oh, yeah, is just okay. spaghetti junction of wires, right? So I wasn't prepared to do that. So I bought, paid the money, whatever it was, and put it in. I was prepared to fiberglass. Um, yep. You know, so so that would be my advice to listen. What what are you good at? What can you um, sort of Get your mates to do <laughs> who, who can you suck in and in, in terms of buying something that you want to do up what are the bones of the boat? are the bones good is the trailer good and if the trailer isn't good what is it going to take to get it up to spec uh, and yep. also of course uh, is the upboard or the, or the propulsion unit whatever it is well because there's three parts of the boat hey the trailer because you got to tow it yep. the actual boat and then the thing that pushes along which is the motor yeah Ideally, you want all three to be good, but yeah. probably what two out of three? Well, it, if you're buying a, 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 an old second having to do it, at least two or three of those things are going to be toast. Yeah. So decide what you can do and decide what you're prepared to to go into now. And a very interesting point um, is that there's Chinese-made boat trailers now, which are very cheap. Now, a little birdie told me that some mm -hmm. of the new Chinese trailers are better than the New Zealand ones because they oh, they don't have the environmental sounds, things. We, so they just we shouldn't made. really plug this as a good thing, but okay, so say, you say, you're like, like, saying... I'm just telling what I... And I'm just passing on. The listeners can make of this what they will. In New Zealand, okay. we make, with the, the trailers, uh, the gals process, it's quite a nasty process. And obviously... Yeah. Um, it's funky shit that you don't want to sleep next to at night. You don't. And and they've cleaned that industry up, though, and it's, you know... So it's, it's, to it's to less, New Zealand credit less harmless uh, less harmful on on the environment in china as we all know uh, no such exist. No. so this little birdie told me that those new chinese trailers are way better than um than, than the new zealand equivalent and, and they're Hold cheap on. so, so, so let's, just, let's just share this. the build quality may, may not be as good but they won't rust because the galb is amazing well I, I would argue the build quality on some of them is not bad either it's it's pretty good Anyway, I don't want. I don't want to go too far down down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we better not. Yeah, right, yeah. The other thing, the other thing is, is engines. I mean, engines. That's where it gets tricky. You can find some pretty good second-hand two bangers round, but they are getting rarer. Eh? 
I mean, yeah, man. Like, and mm-hmm. I was lucky. Well, I'm lucky and unlucky. I wanted another one forty, and it was like I couldn't find one for less than eight grand. You know, it's this. I was targeting four grand, and this two two five popped up, and I was like, for three grand, I was like, no brainer. More mm-hmm. horsepower is always good, eh? Uh, yeah, that's a big yes for me. Yeah, and it didn't weigh that much more. It was like forty kilos extra on the back of the boat. So, judging by my um, very well educated calculation, I said, let's do it. Yeah, and it worked. And it worked. And it worked. So, you know, three grand for a new motor, boom. Well, new second hand. Yeah, can't complain. Yeah, away we go. So, so yep, it is doable. And that, um, and if we've both done it, if we've both done it, and we're we're not experts. I mean, as as mentioned earlier, I'm a PE teacher. Christian's an engineer, so at least he thinks about things. I just sort of dive into it and hope in hell and hope for the best. And 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 him. Fantastic friends that I can call upon, uh, and luckily it sort of landed on my feet. So, bro, to, to sum up, sort of, I go, I suppose, because one of our pieces of feedback was to uh, keep our podcast succinct. So we're trying to do that, although it's so hard because there's so many good topics I want to talk about. For hours oh, I know. Again. When I get when I talk to you, I go, man, do you remember that mission? Oh, yeah, you remember this? Like a couple yeah. of women. Um, I do yeah. want to just touch a couple of things uh, with our listeners. Um, once again, I just want to plug that uh, the Instagram at Unable Seaman. Everything we've talked mm-hmm. about uh, mm-hmm. today will including be including the there, photos, including the your photo. photos of you, your boat. Yeah, and my two years old, two years old in my undies. Uh, we also <laughs> want to do a little uh, a little competition. Okay. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do want to do a competition. I want people to contact us via the the chat on at Unable Seaman and tell me Instagram. the ultimate boat. You would go around New Zealand in. Now, Christian and I have talked about this, and we are going to do a podcast on this at some point. Um, yes. I must recommend a YouTube channel. Just type in boating around the UK, and these two guys go in this four meter blow up boat. Fascinating story, so cool. And they go all around the UK in this little boat. I'm just and it got me thinking, what could uh, we do a boat in? Uh, what what, what mission? Yeah. And what 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 boat would we do this mission in? I'm just yeah. going holy here. Well, we'll, we'll hold a our cruise answers. liner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Queen Mary too. Um, yeah. We'll hold our answer. We'll, we'll have a think, and we will talk about this in uh, in a future episode. Uh, yeah. But please get in contact. Send it through your uh, your best suggestion for what you would take yep. around. And and uh, yeah, you can say seventy foot Riviera. You're not going to win the cup. Love to say that. No. What's your best little trailer boat? What's your your quirky little number that you would go around New Zealand in? Must be power driven. Okay, obviously a yacht is cheap. We don't want no sailboats and we yeah. don't want any kayaks. Yeah, no kayaks, yeah. So uh, so into that and I will think of a prize to give you. Because um, well, we've got heaps of fun to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a boating magazine from earlier this year. <laughs> hey, hey, but before we wrap up, before we wrap up, we've got to add the thing which is the dog of the day the dog of the podcast what have i got for you your turn one? your turn this week send it through what have we got here okay so um now i sent it to you earlier <laughs> open yeah, it up I, i've got it here we go yeah oh i sent a messenger giddy aunt what the hell is that hey what do you think what oh do you think? jesus describe what, it to the listeners please think? okay so it's a jet ski well it's, it started hey, out life as a jet ski and it's a pretty modern jet ski hull, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a, uh, a jet ski aficionado, but... <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Jesus, it is. Um, it's yeah. So it's a Yamaha, I don't know, two thousands, mid two thousands jet ski, and obviously the engine's cracked down because he's it's got no engine in it, eh? He's fitted a Mercury nine point nine on the on it to an outboard bracket on the back. So he's got, a, he's got a he's got a he's got a like an outboard auxiliary bracket and bolted that to the back of the jet ski and then whacked a Mercury nine point nine horsepower. Now these things <laughs> normally have like two hundred fifty horsepower, eh? Yeah, take that of nine point nine. Why has he done that? I don't know. But isn't it brilliant? It's pretty cheap, man. No, it's not brilliant. It's not brilliant. It is sixteen hundred and fifty dollars, and it's got a woof in the rego. Don't buy that. We are talking about COVID bargains. Don't buy that horrific you know. piece of shit, please. <laughs> I just are we going to put this so we'll put this up on um on the, on the instagram but yep. we probably want to like take away who's selling it because we don't want people to abuse this person <laughs> <laughs> they they fully deserve it but no you're right we will not uh, we'll, we'll keep those details hidden, but yeah. oh my god I, I mean you're going to identify them if you see them on the water in this <laughs> unique oh craft i mean i've done some turds that float in the bowl that are <laughs> more seaworthy than this Oh, a 9.9. Hey, like Let's put a decent outboard on it. Well, the problem is, the problem is they put a decent motor on it. The fuck is, I mean, I can't say that. The thing will say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, anyway, that's, that's the turd of the day. That's the turd of the day, Boy. right? Yeah, man. Anyway, it's bloody well past my curfew. Yeah, it is. We, we better, better rumble. But once again, thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope you're enjoying uh, the series here. We are on uh, Spotify. Uh, we're thinking about going down to Apple Podcasts as well as soon as I figure that out. Um, please reach out to us at Unable Seaman, obviously into that competition we spoke of earlier, but also just give us feedback. Okay? We're not perfect. We're just two guys talking about boats and fishing. Um, we are going to try up, up the fishing content a little bit more, but please just get in contact. Oh. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear. Uh, we've got mm -hmm. plenty of ideas, but just because we thought of them doesn't necessarily mean they're good. I think we can that, talk about anything, but we just probably might not know much about it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We just we just make it up as we go. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this month. We will endeavour to be back with episode three in a month. Um, yep. Hopefully by then we're through the darkest of the winter and. Uh, we can start doing some weekend missions, I hope. And I'll be back out on my boat. Yep. So The, the latest one, because obviously oh. we don't have Redicat anymore. We've got Mrs. Korma. We've got Mrs. Korma. 19... Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk well, about that one. We'll talk about yeah. it another day. But, I mean, I if I were you, I mean, my safety advice to you would be to Lee Hart Special Workers. Put in a mayday as you leave the dock, and, uh, and yep. you can always cancel it later. So that will be mine. <laughs> oh, wait. Anyway, I'm taking it out. I'm taking it <laughs> Once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you in a month. Righto, bro. See you later. Kakite. Good night.